0: Welcome to the Sovereign Goddess podcast, conversations with spiritual teachers and thought leaders to help empower women to honor all facets of her human experience through vulnerability, compassion, and authenticity. Through spiritual principles, self-care, and ritual, we are gathered here to be the light we wish to see in the world as we inspire the rise of authentic feminine leadership. I'm your host, Sabrina Riccio, creative soul behind Shamanessa Godessa, And here, I'll be sharing with you personal insights as well as authentic conversations with modern medicine women and entrepreneurs alike to inspire you to stay true to your soul by embracing and unleashing your inner wild women as you embark on your journey to help serve the highest good. We are here to support you as you go forth and share your medicine with the world. If you've enjoyed this conversation, subscribe to the Sovereign Goddess podcast channel and leave a review. Keep up with your Sovereign Sisters by using our hashtag SovereignGoddess. I invite you to connect with me on Instagram at shamanessagodessa. If you're hearing the call and are ready to thrive, join the Sovereign Sisterhood by visiting sabrinariccio.com. I'm so excited to have today with me Cassandra Bodzak, a fellow kundalini yoga teacher and student of A Course in Miracles. Cassandra is a multi-passionate goddesspreneur. She is the host of Eat With Intention TV, founder of Appreciate, an online mind-body-soul community, a global meditation and wellness teacher who focuses on our relationship with food, self-care, and meditation so that we may live a life that lights us up. And to add on, this light maker is the author of the upcoming book, Eat With Intention, Recipes and Meditation for a Life that Lights You Up. Yeah! I'm so excited to have you with me. It's so crazy because I remember when I was, like, first starting, I would always see you liking my posts when I was doing A Course in Miracles every day. I did the lesson every single day, and I was like, huh, I got to tap into this girl. And then it's like there's so many, like, crazy like parallels into our stories and um, I actually took the chance to read your cookbook like I read it all
1: yay good yeah
0: and was like wow this is truly the paradigm shift we've been waiting for in terms of food and our relationship with meditation our relationship with yoga our self-care um, because I feel like, I mean, I know I, with me, I was one of those girls that like always struggled with my relationship with food. Like, it's super crazy because I came from a family of sh- restaurateurs and chefs. Like, my dad's a chef, and we have my family has a restaurant, but I was always that like chunky girl, like pushing almost 200 pounds at a time. And it wasn't until, you know, I decided to like, focus on self-care and like take care and take action and become like that sovereign being to like become responsible for my life and Kundalini yoga and all these things that you like to include. It's really awesome to like see that there's a support book now that like you've produced and you've created and you're going to help women to really realize it's not just about food. And there's so many things in there that I was just like, Oh yes, sister. Like so good. Like,
1: Oh, I'm so excited. So um, I love that and I want to, I, I need that like quote from you on it. So it's like, <laughs> <laughs> it great. I love that you said that because when you write a book, you always kind of sit down and you think about what you want your book to be and pretty much you like put in an exact word kind of like the pretty much probably what I wrote out before I even like wrote the whole book and just been like, I really wanted this book to be the manual that you could give that girlfriend that you know has, like, tried every diet and is super stressed and is just, like, missing something, right? And I really didn't think there was a real manual out there that was, like, just giving it how it is and talking about the need for both the food and the meditation and the self-care and how everything just really starts with making peace with your body and tapping into your intuition. Totally. That's my hope with this book, that, like, I can be, you know, I'll be – uh, you know, girl, you slighted. You older. nailed it.
0: You nailed it. Like, I was literally, I was like, wow. I was like, I was talking to my younger self. I was like, this is the book that I could have used back then. Because, you know, I think there's also more of awareness of, you know, eating with intention and that whole thing of like, understanding the food that we're putting in and the energy we're putting in. I know like with my journey, when I was doing my deep spiritual work, like I definitely, I stopped eating all meats because I was like, I need positive energy in me to be able to get to where I'm at now. I need that. I need that so that I can be me. I need that so that I can like best serve because every day in my prayers, you know, like, how can I serve? How can I serve? I mean, I mean, with even with like, of course, the miracles and like seeing this whole like shift of our perception from fear to love and like.
1: I just want to add that I think that that's like the the meat question, and the book is a plant based book, but I really don't get too specifically into veganism. I I, I don't. I touch on it only to say that I don't believe in labels, Um, but. But mostly because I love what you said, and that's what I have firm belief. It's not about reading in some book somewhere. It's not about some spiritual teaching or some religious teaching telling you what you should or shouldn't eat. It's about you getting that intuitive hit and saying, and I guarantee it was so much easier for you to be like, I'm done with meat because it came from you. Mm-hmm. It come from inside it didn't come from someone out out there someone you look up to or some book you read or some yogi legend teaching or whatever that was like you're a bad person if you eat me mm-hmm. right because when you're operating under that kind of paradigm it's going to feel like freaking torture it's that self-sabotage and that's yeah. something that you talked about in your book was about
0: like eating not because of self-sabotaging it was like eating because It's going to light you up. It's eating because it's what's, what's, what's there for you. Like, how can you love yourself in a way? And that to me was so powerful because with me, like through my past of like struggling with like, oh, I need to eat this so that I can get this body. Like, and never, I, I had like a bad relationship. So I feel like I wanted to talk like this conversation really, um, open up an opportunity for us to reevaluate and rekindle our relationship with food. Yeah, our soul, because uh, I think as more and more of us as a collective are waking up and like we're understanding the importance of our pineal gland, we're understanding connection to our intuition. And that's like how spirit speaks to us. And we find that through that spaceness of meditation, which is something that you're so passionate about, too. I feel like that's these are the things that people are waking up to. And like I said, this book is a guidebook to help support You know, those people that are just embarking on this journey. And I know, like, with your story, like, I wanted you to just briefly talk to us, like, about the story and the journey, like, the highs and the lows. Because I'm sick of seeing teachers out there who aren't being authentic. And I feel like this new wave of teachers is because... Is, is coming into a space where it's like we need to be authentic and we need to be real and we need to honor all the facets of who we are and stop comparing ourselves to the teachers that have come before us because you have medicine, your story is going to inspire someone out there that needs to hear it. So I just want you to like talk briefly about what has brought you to this point, this conversation right now with you with intention.
1: So where would you like me to start? Because it's a really long story. So what, um, how far back do you want me to go?
0: I want you to talk about like when you had that aha, that like you were supported. And I know you were like in the book, like you briefly, like you talked about your brother and his illness and that kind of gave you like an awareness within your own self on how to take care of yourself. And I know you were like that girl that had a lot of like health issues growing up. And so that was, all of this has become like this journey now has been an opportunity for you to really connect to your soul. So I just want you to do a little, like, talk about that.
1: So it all start, like, I had eating issues, body image issues, all growing up. And then in college was when I really had the aha around food, which I talk about in the book, which was, you know, when I was kind of at my worst as far as, like, thinking my body was against me and thinking I had to do all this crazy shit to make it skinnier and, like, make it look like, you know, Jess Galba or some whoever I wanted to look like in college when I was 19. Because um, we know everything when we're 19, right? Right, because I was just like, <laughs> like just for, like, five hours of us, <laughs> like, if I keep going, it'll be like this, yeah. you know? And I just hate – I mean, I hated myself. Um, on so many levels that I wasn't even aware of. I mean like on the outside I was a pretty like well-adjusted social like normal girl But um, I think so many of us are kind of that way, especially especially during those years um, and then when my uh, I started getting some really bad stomach pains and they were debilitating and I couldn't I could barely walk kind of like period cramps times like a thousand um, and that happened for three weeks on and off random times throughout the day. I didn't know what was going on. Did a bunch of blood tests. Nobody knew what was going on. Um, I ended up going on an elimination diet. And um, I think having those pains for three weeks was the first time in my life that I ever stopped to think that like maybe I wanted to take care of my body and maybe my body wasn't just this like thing I had to mold and like, you know, starve and you know, do all these crazy things to. And I released that because I just wanted to feel good, and that was the beginning of my whole journey with this. And that gave birth to my blog and healthy recipes because I, I ended up going vegan, gluten free because um, my body couldn't process meat anymore, and it couldn't process dairy. <laughs> um, I could process gluten sometimes, but I would fall asleep pretty fast. <laughs> um, I had all sorts of weird allergies and I just learned to live with it. And I went from being like a, you know, cheeseburger milkshake, wings at, at night kind of girl um, in college after a few beers to, um, to, to, you know, eating brown rice and steamed vegetables all the time and doing it from a place of love, um, doing it from a place of being like, wow, I don't really like this food at all, but I really like my body and I just want to do anything to make myself feel better. And I, you know, quote unquote, healed myself or whatnot. And felt amazing within a week of completely overhauling my diet and switching around. I felt like a new human and I was sold. Um, And then I just had to figure out how to feed myself and how to cook and and what kind of foods I was going to eat now Um, because I was terrified of this whole new life with this whole new diet um, that for the first time in my life was I was not doing to lose weight um, and I was not doing for my body to look a certain way. I was simply doing because I needed to for my health. And, um, and so that ended up being the blog and that was just a labor of love side project, something that was, you know, kind of my way of dealing with the cards that I was dealt. And, um, and then my little brother got diagnosed um, with a terminal illness or a very rare autoimmune disease in uh, 2012, 2013. And I had my kind of dark night of the soul where I just was freaking done. And I didn't know how to function. I didn't know, you know, at the time I was acting. um, I was acting, I had a blog. It was like all these things going on. And I was like, how can I go like on set and like do something silly and like get this good paycheck and, and know the whole time that like my brother's dying. And, um, I just felt like my life was really meaningless and I didn't know, um, how to handle it. So that's how I found meditation after really surrendering and turning to a higher power. And I really just explored everything at that point in my life. I didn't, I, I really, for someone that had did dance all her life and who was into yoga and, and was in the acting crowd, which is a pretty like open crowd, um, I really didn't know that much. I wasn't really like, you know, I didn't know a lot about A Course of Miracles or Kundalini or any of the meditations really, but I just started Googling stuff and YouTubing and I tried everything. I tried all the meditations on YouTube and that's why at this point it, it's super important for me to always have meditations and I have so many like life coaching videos on YouTube because that's what I lived off of um, when I was really going through it. And I found people that I resonated with all over, different kinds of practices. I meditated, like, seven times a day, um, guided you meditation. You were committed. I was. Yeah. I It was my life support. Mm-hmm. Um, and it changed my life. It changed my life in uh, kind of an accidental way. You know, I was just kind of doing it. You know, I think I was so lucky that, I mean, I think during that time, a lot of people, you can turn to drugs, you can turn to alcohol, you can turn to all sorts of advice, numbing agents. Mm -hmm. And for me, I totally like quote unquote numbed out on meditation. And, um, and that allowed me to find myself again and to just start doing what I loved more, which is kind of how I ended up where I am today. Um, because I I just fell in love with the blog. I fell in love with doing these recipes, like being in the kitchen, and I recorded the most ghetto YouTube videos ever, and the pictures on my food blog back in the day were horrific. They were authentic. <laughs> <laughs> really authentic. And, like, I was actually going through some things with one of my assistants because we were switching all the recipes over to you with intentiontv.com. And she was going through some of them, and she was like, oh, my God, Cass, this one looks like vomit. Like, what is this? Oh, yeah. And <laughs> it's, like, super yellow. I think it was a vegan quinoa mac and cheese, like, creation. And you can just imagine – Oh, swap. Um, it was total swap like, you know like yellow lighting and like a hideous bowl and I was just like this mac and cheese is amazing um Yum. I look back on those days and I have so much love for that I have so much love for that version of me
0: because that's, that's who you are and that's you honoring your story you know and it's like you to go through that yeah
1: I think you know I didn't know better I feel like right now I work on- so many. I work with so many amazing female entrepreneurs in my one-on-one coaching. All of my one-on-one mentees are all, you know, amazing, light-filled entrepreneurs. And one of the things that I find myself saying all like over and over again is that I feel like I was so lucky because I was so naive because I had no like I didn't like competition I didn't even know like I wasn't trying to do anything. I didn't think I was going to read anything or watch anything or even like anything I did. Like it was all for therapy. And you
0: do, <laughs> it was you, do you. You do you. Boo. Yeah,
1: you do. You, boo.
0: And, <laughs> I you. and
1: um and yeah, so anyway, so I ended up getting on ABC's the taste and um I never forget when they called me I was on a going to Atlantic City for my girlfriend's bachelorette party and they called me they're like uh you know during this show we want to taste your vegan cupcakes um, it's with Anthony Bourdain. And I was like, I don't know who Anthony Bourdain is. Like, do you guys, re- I make vegan cupcakes. I'm not like going on some shows so you can like make fun of me for an hour and like, no thanks. Like, I don't need that in my life. And, um, they're like, no, no, no. Like it's not about that. I do And I was like, have you watched my videos? Do you like rewatch my videos? Because they're really bad and uh, so i was like they were probably like what is wrong with this girl?"
0: (laughs) no you were thinking what is wrong with me when they were seeing your life
1: it was so funny (laughs) it was so funny Uh, um i love looking back at myself during that time and i'm so much love for me um I had no idea what I was doing, and now I feel like it's so saturated. Everybody's doing something, and I mean, there's still a need for even more. But it's just like I kind of had the had the privilege of marching to the beat of my own drum because I couldn't hear anybody else's music, <laughs> and I think that was that's what really helped me get where I am today. And then um, the book to get to all the way to Eat with Intention. I'm sorry, this is long, but I feel like oh, it's, this is like you <laughs> like.
0: We're, like, in your little dream space this right
1: This is mine. my great <laughs> yeah, world. Yeah, totally. Um, I feel like you guys are going to love how this book was born because – so fast forward post-TV, post-blog like blog starts growing, Instagram starts growing, everything explodes. I still have no idea what I'm doing this whole time. And um, I started feeling, like, even though I was on TV for cooking, I started feeling I also had a duty now that I had a little bit more of a platform to share my spiritual tools. And I had to talk about meditation and I couldn't let people think it was only the food. Uh, the food was important, but I had to like also share this other part of me. So I came out of the spiritual closet on my blog and on Instagram and I just started going for it. And I was terrified, mortified every time I posted, it, mostly because of my friends and family <laughs> that were going to be reading. And, uh, I, again, at this point, I still didn't really think anybody publicly cared about me, but, um, It was terrifying, but then once I started doing that, I really started like flexing that muscle, and I was like, oh, I love doing this, and I love talking about meditation, and like, I kind of almost veered that way for a bit, and I put the food behind me um, in a way. I mean, the food is always a part of me and a huge part of the blog, but I switched my blog's name from Go Sweet and Skinny because I didn't resonate with that message anymore. That was like 18-year-old me, and I appreciate it, and it served me well. Um but I just Thank went from so food and Skinny. <laughs> right. Thank you, Ghost and Skinny. Like you got me where I am today. Without you, I wouldn't be here. And um I just switched it to my name because I was like, I'm not gonna try to come up if any kitschy thing I come up with I'm gonna outlive and outdate and out grow. And um and then uh yeah, so when it switched to my name, I went more into spirituality, but I kept on kind of feeling this tugging back to the food. And, um, I went to a wanderlust a, a year ago no, maybe a year ago, two years ago, probably two years ago. Um, and I remember going to wanderlust, which is this like beautiful yoga meditation festival. I'm sure all your people know what it is, but just in case, um, and I always set an intention. I was going on behalf of a brand I think sponsored me and I was like helping them with something. And, I was like, my intention for this wanderlust is to get a download for what I'm supposed to be really, like, what is my next big, like, baby that I need to birth in the world, and where is my focus going to be? Because I feel on one hand, I have these, I can't deny my magical powers when it comes to food, because I'm an alchemist in the kitchen. And on the other hand, I also have this strong connection and urge to, like, talk about these spiritual teachings and teach meditation. And, um... And people seem to like whatever I decide to put out, but I, but I feel like it's so confusing putting out both. So anyway, I go into it. One of the meditations um, at Wanderlust, I'm in there and I get this past life flashback, and I'm in like I'm in like a dirt hut in like the Middle Ages somewhere, and there's like a line outside of my little hut, and I'm like muddling like blackberries and basil and like this like weird little elixir concoction. I'm putting it in a jar and I'm giving it to someone and I'm saying, okay, you have to drink this, like once a day. And like, here's a recipe to make more for yourself. And you have to go down to the river and like swim in the river every Sunday. And you have to do this meditation every day for the next 90 days and like, whatever. Medicine women. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And i was giving all of these, these prescriptions, but the prescriptions included food, meditation and self care. Every single prescription had like those elements and like sometimes the self-care was a little bit more typical you know and a lot of at that point in time obviously self-care was more like being in nature and we they didn't have like we didn't have the glamorous bathtubs that like we could do now right but you know how much you love your baths <laughs> <laughs> like I just taught at soul camp for a week and I can't even tell you how many people came up to me and were like oh my god you're probably missing your baths this week <laughs> like oh my god I
0: talk about bathing so much. <laughs>
1: uh, uh, baths are my medicine and i'm not ashamed okay. uh, at, at some point i might come out with a bath salt line just because i feel like i need to <laughs> um, yeah,
0: totally
1: and um So anyway, so I got that download and I was like, okay, that's the, but I was like, that's so weird. Like how does, how do I even freaking do that on like my blog or social media or whatever? And I was like, okay, I need to start doing it in prescriptions. That would be a great book. At the time I was in the middle of writing a memoir for a certain publisher. And, um, the next day I get an email from Totally different publisher that I've never, you know, our to or spoken to, being like, hey, one of our authors is a huge fan of you and encouraged us to take a look at your work. And um, we looked at it. We really love everything you do. Any interest in doing like a juicer smoothie book for us? And I was like, Well, I won't do a juicer smoothie book for you, but <laughs> this is what I found though. And I think like that is so important
0: because it's like there's so many you know people that need to stand their ground and especially like as women you know it's like us stepping into our light it's like knowing when to say no and you're a goddess so it's like you know when to say no and you know what resonates with you but to have that you need to know yourself and so a lot of people are afraid of being vulnerable or they're afraid of being authentic with that or they're afraid of you know, being able to step out into their lives, like coming out of the spiritual closet and being like, no, this is what I want. And like really speaking with conviction because you know, like if you want to bring and provide something that like resonates with you on the deepest level. So I to commend you and honor you for doing that because I think that's so important and it's so crucial for us to, you know, really like stand our ground. And I think that's what I'm seeing more women like rising up to that and like being like, you want me cool, but I'm going to stay and I'm going to keep in my integrity and I'm going to stay real to what I want. so I really wanted to commend you for that because Thank you I mean, awesome. And
1: I think that's also I mean, after I did the cooking show, I got pitched so many other shows um, that just weren't in integrity with what I wanted to put forth in the world, and that's when I started Eat with Intention TV and I was like, Yeah I was like, I'm yeah. just going to do it myself, yeah. and when the time is right um, It'll be on a network when that when the you know the masses are ready for the message I'm willing to put out there. But I think it's so important for that too. And you know, I appreciate you commending me on it. But honestly, like the gift I have given is just to myself mm-hmm. because um, I can't imagine—I couldn't actually—I physically couldn't. This is a blessing. I've always been like this: is that I would be physically incapable <laughs> of doing something I wasn't genuinely excited about.
0: Yeah, but it's also you living your medicine, you know, and that's, like, that's part of, like, being that authentic leader. It's yeah. owning it and realizing that, you know, it's for you. That's the way you're filling up your cup, and then this is the overflow.
1: Yeah. So and then, that's, you know, it's also, like, when, you, when you're really – I think a lot of times – and I've had a lot of instances in my life like that where, you know – People are going to, especially when you're thinking about like the media and stuff like that, people are going to pitch you from the level of their knowing, from the mm-hmm. level of where they're at, right? And mm-hmm. that's beautiful, right? Them pitching you something or anybody kind of like pitching you an idea, a collab, or whatever it is, right, is an invitation, right? It's pretty much regardless of what they're pitching you, is always just saying, hey, I'm a fan. I love you. Like, this is what my head is thinking of right now.
0: Mm -hmm. right
1: and I think at any point like we should always feel comfortable to be like I've gotten so much of them. the best things I've done in my life or because I was like okay thank you but here's what I'm thinking and how do you like feel about that and they're like oh my god like my publisher when I when I literally just wrote them the craziest word bomb an email about my like I didn't tell them it was a past life transmission because you have to kind of like,
0: you know. It's a balance, yeah. It's understanding you know, the boundaries. I kind
1: of have to know. I was like, wow, <laughs> I was just thinking the other day and like had this idea. Um, there easy, just a few words <laughs> to make it more, you know, for people that don't do that. Um, and because I was so excited about it and my energy for it was like, they wrote back and they were like, this is amazing. My publisher is still like, I am so blessed because they're the biggest advocates for this book. They, from day one, have been, like, I'm a first-time author with them, and they, like, put me as one of their top books for fall. Oh, my gosh. Right? Um, And so, I think when you really get, when you kind of put yourself out there and take the risk and, you know, go with what your heart says and, you know whether that's just posting something on Instagram that is genuine to you and not, you know, modeled after someone who has a big following or is a situation in that where someone's handing you something very attractive on a silver platter and you're going to have to kind of be like, well, no thank you unless x y and z.
0: It's part of that discernment and it's like really honing into your like what's true to you and When you're talking about like you're talking about like them presenting you things like when I first like really was in the depths of my I don't like to say dark night of the of this soul it's the dark night of the ego because the soul's always bright you know and I heard that from some somewhere and I was like duh like that makes so much sense because it's like your ego is really the one that's being moved around your soul's the one that's rooting for you but the ego's the one that's being you have to learn to integrate the ego and still have that space. So it's like, you, you see that person that's coming at you, like these, these publishers or whatever that were throwing things their way. But the thing that I learned from Deepak Chopra was like, everyone's doing the best they can best on their best. Everyone is doing the best that they can based on their level of awareness. Yeah. And so to me, it's like awareness and we're going back to food. And like the thing that's so that's been like, like really strong in my mind is that, like for serotonin, you know, this chemical that makes us happy, majority of our serotonin is actually grown in our gut. It's not in the brain. So it's like that serotonin is feeding off the foods that we're eating. And so it's like, you know, you're going to be able to we don't know what everyone else's life is like, that's presenting things to us. So it's like recognizing them as that part of you in some form or another, because I'm sure in the beginning, like I know with me, like I just would try to grasp on any opportunity I could, even if it didn't resonate with me. Cause it like, it looked pretty, but like I didn't have that strong relationship with myself. I didn't have that strong sadhana meditation practice. Like I didn't have my tools like that I have now to really stand with integrity and being like saying no because at that time like I was still very in my masculine energy of like go 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 with not in that softness of that like nurturing feminine and I I think like what we're really witnessing is like that healing of the masculine as a collective and within ourselves especially as women and the rising of the feminine in the collective and as ourselves because the inner is creating the outer so this is like I feel like with this and you know with kundalini yoga I, I want to just talk a little bit about that because this is an op- this is our opportunity to really be able to navigate through time and space with these teachings and with this technology and we are in this paradigm shift and like i said this i really i firmly believe that this is a massive guidebook for it because we're able to like have have the buzz the buzz phrase of the day or whatever you want with this mantra and then you have this meditation to get you going and we can shift like that. Like that's what kundalini yoga was so powerful for me was because I was able to like shift and change my subconscious mind. And that's right. That's why I believe this book is the paradigm shift because I understand the technology of kundalini yoga. I understand the power of self-care and I understand food. So I get like, your intention with eat with intention (laughs) i get get, like your drive for it and like for you to stand your ground because you see that it's like okay like we're gonna shift our subconscious mind so that we can tap in deep within our souls to those old patterns and it's so funny because like i had it on the ebook right so i just like randomly like picked a spot on my ipad when i was before we set up for this and this was the this was the mantra that um came up I give myself a clean slate for forgiveness. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> and I was like, oh yeah. Like, you know, like the Course in Miracles student teacher in me was like, yeah, radical forgiveness. Everything is love or a call for love. Like honoring my food journey up until this point. And like, I loved how you were talking about like this food mood journal. Cause like, I, know, I remember when I was like trying to lose weight when I was a kid, but it, that root issue was because I was depressed. And I, you know, would use food as my crutch to cover or I didn't want, I didn't believe that like I needed to take care of myself because I was that over caring giver of like taking care of everyone else's needs. So to me, like they were like, oh, you know, you need to make a food journal. And I was like, boring, like, I don't want to be doing that. But then when you think about your mood and you're taking the time to notice how you're feeling and tune in. like. I, you know, I live right now, I'm in, I'm from Palm Springs. So I'm in a town that's like a lot of older people. And I see a lot of people disconnected from their bodies. They're all over medicated. They're all like, and it's, it hurts my soul. Like it's so challenging for me to do the work that I do because I'm seeing so many sick people around me. And so that food mood journal to me is like an opportunity to really tap into what's going on inside. And that's part of that gut intuition. That's part of like the resonance of like, if it's, if it's any doubt, go without, right? If there's any doubt you go without, if it's not a hail, yes, it's a hell no. And that's part of the food. And like, when you're, you know, I'm talking about like, you were eating these foods and you're seeing how they were affecting you. And that to me, it was like, yes, like that's part of our changing that relationship with food. And so, like, you offering a cookbook, and I was, like, reading it, and I went to, like, this amazing new grocery store in an instant Disgustry with one of my girlfriends, and she's, like, a foodie, too. And I was, like, look at this! Look at this! Like, oh, my God! This is amazing! And she is like, oh, my God. So, like, we're definitely, like, we're going to have, like, a crazy, like, food date. Like, you may see some, like, food porn photos of us with, like... Yay! Your- <laughs> <laughs> Yay! So, I love it. Yeah, but I mean, and that's the other thing, too. It's, like, also changing our relationship with the grocery store. And like you're always posting photos of like you at the farmers market, and that's also helping us with small businesses. Cause I know like when I go to like an average grocery store, I can't walk in them anymore because I'm feeling the energy of all the preservatives and I'm feeling the energy of all the crap, the sugar, all that junk food. But then I walk into like a sprouts or like a farmer's market or lazy acres, and I'm like, wow, like there's like it feels good in here. So I think that's also part of it is you know with cookbooks like this and people taking the initiative, we're, and that's how we're going to change the paradigm of the way we buy food.
1: Yeah, for sure. There's so many things I think you touched on that I want to comment on. Um, first of all, like I feel like I don't even consider it a cookbook because I feel like it's no, it's, it's a guidebook. Menu. Yeah, it's a guidebook. Um, and the you know, I love what you said about the masculine and the feminine. And I, heard, I was talking to someone this weekend, I was teaching at Soul Camp about the masculine and the feminine. And that whole kind of relationship. And we all have the masculine and the feminine inside of us. And I think what the book does is really help you, help you unleash your feminine more by hold by also helping you establish your masculine. But it's with,
0: self-care with that feminine, you know, and like that's part of us as women, like taking care of ourselves. And that's our top priority. It has to and be. The
1: masculine is really, there's part of the, you know, I tap on a few times in my teachings and I think in the book as well is kind of rigging yourself for success, like setting up things like daily rituals, you know, deciding your meals maybe the night before, doing things like the food mood journal, um, you know, having a daily gratitude practice for your body, all these different tools that you can like pick and choose from what resonates with you. And that's kind of your masculine, right? Like your masculine is this beautiful structure that you create for yourself to hold
0: you, Mm -hmm. right?
1: To hold. Be to help you feel safe. Yes, it hold you in this space. So, quote, unquote, I like to call it rig yourself for success, right? Yes. And so your, you know, morning meditation practice, your evening bath, your, you know, gratitude for your body, your food mood journal during the day, all the little things that you do. um, That's the kind of like this beautiful masculine, um, like, I like to like think of it like almost like a cage, right? This beautiful masculine cage. And with that cage, it can support you to just be in your feminine, right? When you have that already in place, then you can release and trust that, like, you have that support, you have that security, you have that kind of, like, built-in system to hold the space for you so that now you can just show up and be in touch with your body and receive and take care of yourself and listen. Um, And so I think that that's, that's like, this beautiful thing that's happening right now and realizing how we utilize both in our lives and then um the other thing that I think is really the overall message with the book and with a lot of the you know the food mood journal even with all the different meditations and all of the advice in the book is that it's really it's a book that's not trying to preach a certain thing as far as like a certain quote-unquote like
0: it's not not the all that's not the end all
1: yeah yeah it's it's a book that's trying to give you back your power Mm -hmm. sovereignty Mm yeah yes you become the ceo of your own body you start you know the food mood journal i was teaching workshops on this this weekend and you know i was telling people the food mood journal is really because it's so you can actually put the connections together i've worked with so many people who you know want to send me their food mood journal and like want to and I'm fine or whatever. I'll look at it. But but usually what I'm always saying is, okay, like, I'm going to look at it, but I want you to look at it. And I want you to take out a highlighter or, you know, highlight on a computer however you're doing it and really make those connections yourself and really see, hey, every time I eat a bagel in the morning, I'm having like five cups of coffee to lunch. I'm feeling exhausted. I'm falling asleep at my desk. I can't concentrate on anything. And I want that little – connection to go up in your head yeah well I want to jump in real fast because I think that's been part of the biggest
0: teachings that I like to put it's like you are your own guru and we've grown up that it's like we need to think that someone outside of us is this holy grail like they're the ones that know all the answers but that's also part of this like paradigm shift like I like to see people as equals like I'm not seeing like them as more important than me like we're just clearly like we're vibrating at the same level that we are here together to do this And so it's, like, when you are putting it, giving that person outside of you that power, that's you giving them your power. And so that's, like, you, you know, taking the time to, like, know you and connect with spirit in a way that you feel supported. And then going back with that masculine thing, like, that's the reason why our root chakra is that masculine. It's to help us, you know, building that foundation. And we need to build, and that's something that, like, I'm very passionate about teaching is that you need to create that solid foundation with yourself before all the great things can come your way. And I know you touched about that a lot on the cookbook, but I've seen that in my own life. It was like, uh, before this, I was a music journalist, but like I had no sense of self. It was like, I was looking outside of myself. I was looking through drugs. I was looking through all these things to, to help me find me and like for finding validation. And that's the other thing that I'm sure like you've, seen is that like a lot of people come to it us for like validation when it's like when you are so strong in yourself like you know that like you are the only person you really need to please and then when you're radiating that it's like fuck what everyone else says i'm doing me you know and it's about like being that sacred rebel and like sticking true to like your soul because your journey and your experiences up until this point have shown you where you've been protected, where you've been guided, which ways to not go. And that says so much with our food too. It's all, it's all same kind of like mythology in a sense, but a different, different characters, food versus okay. like, you know, so um I want to ask, cause I know we're running short on time, but I do want to ask a few questions before we head out. Yeah. Um, so, I
1: want to know what is your favorite Kundalini mantra. Ooh, interesting. Um, I feel like it changes. It changes based on you know what I'm in the mood for. Mm-hmm. I've been. I'm trying to think what I've been doing. Um. I,
0: uh, Puzzled you.
1: It is, you know, because I don't. I guess I don't like. I really feel like I have favorites in that mm-hmm. realm. You know, like... Well, I, what would you say is, like, a good... It's almost like on. they're different, like, you know... Children? <laughs> almost like they're different tools, you know? So it depends yeah. on what I'm going for. I really like a JLA. Mm. Um, it feels really nourishing. Right now I'm on, like, a nourishing kick. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, again... <laughs> Although, so g- Carr mm-hmm. um just came out with a new album that is absolutely divine. She has a beautiful song with Trevor Hall called A Call that I'm in love with. It's not necessarily, um, it's in English, but, uh, but a call is in there. <laughs>
0: yeah. Perfect. Um, I also want to know, uh, what
1: does being a goddess mean to you? Mm. Being a goddess. Uh, it means that it means to me being fully embodied, fully in your, um, Fully present here on this planet, while still connected um, to all the other realms. Fully empowered in, um, in you know, knowing that she is her own guru, that she is the CEO of her life and her body and and everything, um, and uh, leading from a place of love. I think that's uh that's what I would assume a goddess. Is.
0: Mm, yes, yes, I love that. Um, I also want to know, what is your spirit animal?
1: Ah. <laughs> I'm going to
0: die, but my spirit animal is a turtle. <laughs> I love that. That's, she represents a feminine, so that's actually
1: incredible. It's been my spirit animal all my whole life, and I've always been like, what an odd spirit animal, but I can't deny it. I resonate with it so much. It's my little turtle. I actually have a birthmark on my arm. Mm-hmm. I, I think is a turtle shell. Oh
0: my god, that's amazing! Maybe you were definitely a turtle in your past life.
1: <laughs> um,
0: what would be? Uh, where do you think feminine leadership is heading?
1: Ooh, uh, <laughs> Ooh loaded question. I think. Where I, I think right now in the world we're seeing two different kinds of feminine leaders. We're seeing more feminine leaders emerge, which is great. Um, but I've, I think a lot of the really big feminine leaders that we're seeing right now are actually leading with the masculine, um, are really not leading from a feminine place at all. And I say that both uh, you know, on all realms and all sectors. And, um, but I, I do hope that we're going to start seeing, you know, not to, not to say that that's bad at anyone's doing that. That is that anyone that's doing that is bad, but I just think it's a different, it, it's an interesting way to go about it. And I'm interested to see if, you know, if perhaps that's just the first step, if perhaps mm-hmm. right now we still are kind of like in the middle of this shift right now and maybe you know, it's taking, you know, I'll just speak, I mean, I was talking about leaders in all realms of all different areas, but we can like, even like Hillary Clinton, right, for example, um, is, you know, she's, I hate, she's playing a boy's game, Mm -hmm. right? And so to a certain, there's a certain element of strategy and, you know, in order to get a female in the presidency, you know, she's still kind of dealing with old paradigm rules, and things she has to do and I feel like in all realms there's a lot of that going around in the spiritual realm I think we have a lot more flexibility Mm -hmm. um because there is more and more leaders that are rising truly in their feminine and I think what we're going to start to see um and the more aware you are and the more open your eyes are I think you can truly see um the women that are leading from a masculine place and kind of just like pounding it out and pounding it out and using these kinds of like generic structures and plans and very manly marketing tools. Um, and the leaders who are really emerging from a, a more feminine place. Um, and I think it's, I'm really excited. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I'm really excited to see more females kind of find that energy inside and kind of find what that looks like in a leadership position and, um, well, you know, balancing the fact that we all have the masculine and feminine inside of us, but leading from a place where we are prioritizing nourishing ourselves. We are prioritizing, um, you know, I, I love the thought of, you know, when we think of the masculine and feminine, and I kind of said that before, but, you know, the feminine is really intuition and the masculine is very action, Right. And logic, so, yeah. Yeah. So when so when someone's leading from the masculine, it's they're doing lots of action, right? But it's not intuitively led action. It's kind of like that's when I say like kind of formula based or whatnot. It's kind of logical action. It's that kind of action that everybody's telling you should be doing or whatnot. Um, when someone's really leading from the feminine, it's based on intuition. It looks a little bit different. It looks a little bit more unconventional because it's not one size fits all because it's coming directly from within. Um, and coming from out so they're not doing kind of what everybody else is doing necessarily and so I think that's really exciting because the more people we get balancing that out right you need both you need the intuition and then you need to act on the intuition mm-hmm. um, and it doesn't serve anyone if you're all intuition and no action it doesn't and you know the same thing so I'm really excited you know for myself very much on that path as well um, to see how it's going to come out and I'm super super Hopeful, you know, in the years to come, to see more and more women leading from their mystical goddess, feminine, and really tapping into the immense powers that we have in the feminine. I think
0: we're giving them permission to do that because I think a lot of women are just scared. Yes, though. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, again, I wanted you to share with where we can find you.
1: Oh yeah, um, you can find me in so many places. Um, I'm at Cassandra Bodzak on pretty much everything on Instagram and Twitter and uh, facebook.com/cassandra slash Cassandra Bodzak on Facebook. I am Cassandra Bodzak TV on YouTube. and um, you can and yeah, and you can find out all sorts of things at cassandrabodzak.com. Uh, and yeah, you can order Eat With Intention on Amazon and Appreciity, Uh You can find out info on that on appreciate.com. <laughs> <laughs> You're just like all, all over the world, girl. I'll hook you up with a ton of links below. Um, and I'll hook you guys up with a link for uh, I have a free 45-minute beginner's guide to bliss, um, which just leads you through kind of like a thing. You can listen to it. It's a juicy little 45-minute audio. Um, you can just kind of Check in with what where, where you're at right now and what things you can kind of pump up the volume on, and um, and a seven day free trial to Appreciate if anybody is interested in checking it out.
0: Wonderful. Thank you. Yay. Thank you
1: for your passion and for your
0: insights and for your medicine. And I'm really excited to see where you are. And maybe even a year from now, we'll be able to catch up and be like, oh my God. I mean, thriving goddess right here. Yes,
1: I would love that. Yes.
0: Checking here. And <laughs> awesome. thank you so much, Cassandra, for joining me. Uh, thank uh, you for having me. I look forward to seeing how this all unfolds and uh congratulations on this book. Cause like I said, um I'm, I'm so excited to see people get a hold of it and then like going to like hashtag E with intention on Instagram, be like, yeah, that's my girl. She's killing it. Look at that. Yes. Ball. I can't wait to, I'm so excited for people to have their hands on this wow. book. So I exciting. know. Good. Congratulations for, you know, literally staying true to yourself and taking the plunge and being bold, authentic and being vulnerable and courageous. And I wanted to say, thank you so much.
1: Ah, thank you so much Love, for having me. Thank you. Bye. 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 Thank you everyone.
0: Take care. <laughs>